Hello, this is Lisa LaRose here on Connect to Love on PRNFM. And today I'm joined by the amazing Scott Robinson. Uh, Michael J. Russ is on holiday, and it's such an honor to have Scott. We were delving in last week on the pineal gland and illuminating light within us and how do we create that light. And we wanted to sort of continue along those lines, but sort of take an unexpected twist. And just to explain to the audience a little bit about how we met and how different souls sometimes are drawn together on this journey of life and how amazing things unfold when we just trust how things are meant to be. So first, I just would like to welcome you, Scott. Um, I'm so grateful that you're able to join me. It's always amazing to connect with you. So welcome. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here today uh, talking about, yeah, we go back a long way in some of our first meetings, way 20-plus years ago. And so uh, I feel like it's just as pertinent now as it was then. (laughs) I know. I know. So I, I met... Scott Robinson in a magical place uh, called Ojai, California, and we were at a very unique and amazing retreat. And uh, as divine intervention would have it, I got to sit next to Scott, and um, I really I didn't know too many people there. I knew a few, um, but they were a little bit busy, and I was sort of left into some of the exercises and things like that, and I got to be partnered up with you, which was an amazing experience. I think that when I met you, there was sort of a, a soul recognition. I I just felt immediately connected to you on a very deep heart level, like I knew you for a thousand years. And I, I just, it was just that warm feeling, and I've never... You've never left my heart since we reconnected. <laughs> I just want you to know that it's just really quite a, an amazing, an amazing thing. So, you know, during uh, the course of the the twenty years that Scott and I have known each other, we've delved into sort of different paths, which is what a lot of us will do. But I think that one of the things that we are right now on this planet all sort of uh, coming together. And one of my teachers used to say that we're getting better and better remembering the things that we forgot. And as souls, what it is that we choose to, to come in and to learn. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about that, Scott. Like how is it that as souls on this planet that we we choose to incarnate and the lessons we learn and, and the people that we connect with, if they're truly part of our soul family, our tribe, whatever you want to call it. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Well, you know, each person has a soul group, belongs primarily to a soul group, you know, raised one through seven. And so there's a lot right now coming through on the planet itself is seventh raised. So you'll Ryan will meet a lot of people that are seventh ray and all of all the rays really but a lot of seventh ray people and that's bringing uh heaven down to to earth in other words spirituality through matter and the first thing that we do is a, a fourth of birthing process which is happy place on the planet who are which we've all chosen, you and me and others, 
have chose to visit and manifest at this time are very important things toward the planet, which is basically the birthing of the new age coming energy upon a humanity. And as that becomes stronger and stronger, each day goes by, year goes by, fully into the seventh ray energy, and the amount that that's going to take, the thing that that's going to take is going to be, some of the things can't even really be visualized right now during this energy as it permeates through humanity the next 2,500 years. So I'm excited mm-hmm. about that, you know? And, Absolutely. And, and so we're we're trying to, you know, be part of that movement of group consciousness instead of individual consciousness, which was perfect 2,500 years ago for people to do that. Now we're more moving towards group consciousness. When that happens, mm-hmm. the power of the mentality among human and humanity generally, it just goes through the, through the roof. And we learn faster and faster and faster now than we've ever had before. So it's exciting, but it's also caused a lot of crisis in the humanity and and people and on the planet as whole as these energies settle down to their perfect place, their more harmonic part. That's fascinating. So when you, you talk about the group energy and what it is, is it sort of like... Um, the 100-month effect where they had, um, I think it goes way back to uh, a Dr. Watson who observed these uh, macaw monkeys over a course of a certain amount of time. And that when one monkey would learn a skill and that knowledge would be transferred, by the time that the 100th monkey would learn it, it would be transferred globally it was all of a sudden all the monkeys knew how to do that, sort of like a, a paradigm shift. Is that sort of what you're seeing um, in when you talk about the group consciousness? I, I think so, yes. Um, a lot of what we're recognizing are there's really two main things. There's energy and there's forces. Mm-hmm. Energy is much more powerful but much subtle. And and it goes in and out and around us, but a force, a true force, anchored onto onto the uh, manifested plane, and it seems stronger. And as that uh, energy filters through the world, if you will, the points of force are set up, and so people, the so-called hundred seventh effect, will happen. People are now are anchored into this anger, this, 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 not anger, angered more into this energy that um, causes us to, to get focused in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And then so at the time the seventh hundred monkey came by, everybody has that <laughs> knowledge and it spreads right. from land to land. Right. So for for those individuals, like I know that letting go of old patterns and, and 
you know, we, it's never easy when we try to do something new, um, but it's always possible. I mean, for those of us that have uh, maybe held grudges or there may have been some injustice or hurt that we've been holding on to, maybe some trauma, uh, it's really, I, what I, from what everything that I'm reading, that it's really important right now, especially to heal that, not only just to forgive others, but also to forgive yourself. Um, I'd love I'd love to hear your thoughts about perhaps how if if we are making this shift then um, how do people sort of ready themselves how do they prepare sort of at a an energetic level um, to allow this newer consciousness to to come in I know that's kind of a big question but I, I'd love to hear what you're you're seeing. Yeah, that's a major question because a lot of time of that, there's still many, many people that are are on the earth plane now that are primarily of some of the older energies. And there's nothing wrong mm-hmm. with that at all. We've gone through that. And so, but there's a, a crisis between that population, if you will, and the rest of the world. And the only thing that I can see, really, because that's all I do is, I, is meditate. I, I really don't know anything else other to do it than to do ed, uh, different types of meditation, color medication, mm-hmm. uh, you know, visualization and and mantras as well. And as you do, right. you're, you're anchoring yourself, your own energy, your heart energy, if you will, straight to the earth. With the new forces coming in on the seventh ray, right, right, yeah. I, I um it was a I don't know however many episodes I I Michael and I I told we talked about Maharishi Yogi, who was the founder of transcendental meditation and how he came to the United States and basically traveled to twenty four different cities. And um, he basically focused on populations that were greater than 10,000. And he said that wherever there was like violence and break-ins, that when people gathered together to practice transcendental meditation, that the violence would decrease in those areas. And and so as they started seeing that just that 1% of the population, it really started to change. And, and it was... You know, one city became multiple, and then, you know, later on they sort of took that into other countries where there were war-torn and conflict, and they would try to elicit that change. And although he, (laughs) excuse me, people still do practice transcendental meditation, now it's sort of been taken one step further with the Global Coherence Project, uh, the HeartMath Institute have um, basically looked at the science of when we drop into the heart, into the field of heart. So when you think about something that you love, something that makes you happy, something that brings you joy, you start to see a real coherent sine wave in the rhythm of the heart. Uh, when we are in the opposite of that, it's a very dissonant energy. But when we gather together and, and focus in that coherent state of the heart and focus on something like peace or shifting a hurricane out to sea or whatever, 
they actually have devices around the planet that can measure physical changes in the Schumann resonance of the Earth. So it's it's a very, very powerful thing. And meditation is, I think, a, a wonderful way to sort of embark on trying to keep your field and your energy at an elevated level. Um, I'm curious, is there a mantra that you that you like to use uh, when you meditate or or do you encourage people to sort of find their own? Well, for me, I'm, I'm, I, I mo- mo- mostly use visualization as uh, my method of meditating, except during the, the five months every month during the full moon. And then I have a uh, mantras drawn out for the next four, four, five days, rather, has to do with the energies of the, the the moon and the new new energies now being available when the moon is full. In other words, there's nothing blocking our path to our planet. But there's mm-hmm. so many different things, and so that that makes for a very strong energies are now available for a short window of time. It has nothing to do with power of the moon per se is simply the moon symbolically is out of the way mm-hmm. and, and so the reflation uh, of the full, full moon is the energies being come from the earth reflected back towards us but um so i do i do mantras then however I'm primarily is israel's that uh, visualized and um and you can see that more and more people are i don't know if you may say the word peaceful but there's a lot of trouble in the world of course obviously but a lot of it's in my opinion i may be wrong but a lot of it seems it means politically driven government world government all over the world have got problems everywhere and people mm-hmm. are just becoming tired of it. Every country, everybody's getting tired of it, and they're realizing that that's not the way to go, and that they're being manipulated and lied to in order to stir up these conflicting energies for, you know, other other reasons than just being peaceful and, and loving. You know, mm-hmm. do you see that, or do you feel like that? Oh, I, I absolutely. I mean, some people are calling it sort of a great awakening, and I, I don't really care what you call it. I just, I think that when you move from uh, an egocentric to more, uh, I guess it's a greater consciousness of connecting through love, which is really why we do the the show, and it, it's about opening the heart and really trying to create a, a global community, I think, of oneness. And that, that word sometimes is maybe misunderstood. It, I believe in my heart that we all share you know, a common goal. We, you know, we all want to be happy. And, and if you ask somebody you know, what was the most poignant part of their life and what was most important or fulfilling, and I think most people will say love that it was the love in their lifetime that really connected them and made a difference and really meant the most. It was their relationships. And, and that's 
you know, that's what I really cherish about you, Scott. I, I just, it, it doesn't matter if it, it's a, a month or a few weeks or even, God forbid, longer than six months that we don't have an opportunity to speak. But we pick right back up because there's such a strong heart connection. And, and I don't think there's nothing that can ever take that away. It doesn't matter. I could lose everything and, and be on the street corner. And I could know that somewhere in the world you are and I can touch into your heart. And I feel that. And I think that's what we want for the community of this world too as well. And uh, I think, as you, you know, as you said, things are accelerating. I, I know that we are coming up to the solstice and also what they call a supermoon on the 23rd. And those, you know, I, I sort of always use those times as like an energetic gateway. Um, and I, I'd love for you to speak, if you don't mind, about how people um, in the past have used solstices and, and really what that time of transition is and, you know, how how we can use it to really create and bring in in that new consciousness as we start the new year. Well, okay. Um, well, you know, the, the healing and the planning has been primarily, up until this time, primarily solar plexus driven and it's mm-hmm. going slowly you know higher and higher chakra wise now we're we've gone into the heart part of humanity more fully than ever before and you can see that there's problems with people that are trying to channel new heavy energies that they're not used to it it actually leads to disease at first until that again before that harmonizes and everything but for me the next step for human healing are our heart heart energies channeled through the chakras and taking those chakras at different configurations depending on the, the uh, disease to be looked at or worked on. And the first, what you have to do first is get your own chakra properly absorbed and in the right alignment with the person who is ill. You bring those two chakras together through heart-centered healing, and that brings the healing of their chakra and brings the cause of disease. A large, what's going on right now is basically not so much uh, healing as it is preparing people to be, you know, to get healed first or or get ready to be a, a part of their life where they can have the higher energies without actually getting sick, you know, and so... A lot of what's going on now is working on the chakras per se. Mm-hmm. But that that goes along with with me high, life stream healing and using the chakras again, not necessarily in alignment, but in a peculiar manner that's required to the to the people that people person that is being healed. Right, right. 
And, you know, I'd love for you, you know, for our audience members that maybe are not familiar with the energy centers or the the chakras as they're traditionally known in Ayurvedic medicine, um, well, just a little bit about, like, if you could take us sort of on a, a journey for, for our audience members that may not know. And then also I'd love for you to share a little bit about how, you you came to develop how the information came into you that there was a, a healing path through these centers that, which in inevitably became life stream healing. Um, I, I really am so fascinated by it, and I I know our audience would love to hear it. Well, thank you. Well, you know, there's a theory. There's different types of chakras in the body. Not including just the seven main ones. Of course, there's hundreds or literally thousands of human body, but there's three, seven main ones, let's just say. And those are, can also list, uh, re- exist in different parts of the body too. The etheric body, the ethom- uh, uh, astral body, all the way up into your head to where you actually have seven, seven centers, uh, in the head. Uh, of in your in your head center itself hmm. that's all all tried with the pineal gland but but so you can see different they when i'm when I'm working with someone when at first I would just take a general idea I'm a medical intuitive too, so it helps me, but I'll have to have that just when I'm talking to the people or a person or more and finding out what seems their issue may be and then when i meditate and and begin to moving into using life thing healing soul energy filtered down through the pineal gland through the body the seven chakras in the head chakras onto the main body and when i find someone that uh if i have a, a person that has a problem with a, a gallbladder then i'm going to find the nearest main chakra around that organ and begin and working on that part of the person mm-hmm. and aligning my own personal chakra in the same area where I think I see exists for them. And those two together, those two to lined um, through, through faith. Well, you could even call it face or heart based energy re- reduces the, chakras problem on the on the ill person and the healing can be affected mm-hmm. or because you necessarily people forget that sometimes when you actually when actually die when your body dies of course on this lifetime and that's a major uh feeling healing right there uh, you can say the ultimate healing on this lifetime mm. Um, but that doesn't mean you have to die physically for that to happen. It does happen, but that, but that's not the, the 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 first is to try and to to prepare yourself to, to align your chakras and to use them to um, I guess you'd call it your clean out your system, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, get rid of negativity all these things together to go hand in hand 
before the healing process really begins to take place. Right. Myself on the on the patient. That's really amazing. When I remember years, this is way actually even before I met you, and and I had um, somebody say to me that my throat chakra was blocked, and that that was all about speaking my will and speaking my truth. And and I think I reflect back on that however many years ago, and it was difficult. You know, I would agree to say yes to things that I really didn't mean to say yes to, and I'd overcommit myself or whatever because I just, I didn't know how to say no. I didn't know how to create boundaries, and, and that was one of the things that was associated with a blocked throat chakra. So for you, when you're working with individuals and they have an illness or an imbalance, that's sort of what you're looking at. What is blocking that particular energy center to those and and the communication? Because, and I would love to hear your thoughts because I, but from what I was taught that your each one of the chakras communicate with the other, going from the lower, all, you know, all the way through the heart up to the head and um, you know, and that when we do have one of these centers that are blocked, how how is it that we can reactivate them, unblock them, um, to to really be at our best? I guess sort of like a supercomputer, right? <laughs> you know, if part of your your disk is 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 not operating properly. You, you know that the information's there, but the computer just can't seem to find it, right? Am I correct in that? Yeah, I think so too. Because um, taking the throat chakra, very common problem being blocked through a large part of the population, population. and um, you know, at first, when I read someone that way, it's so easy to see that there's generally two different things going on. One, there's an actual blockage in the throat itself. And again, that all ties, in my opinion, with as you had said earlier, not not being able to speak your truth, right, and to not be mm-hmm. able to be completely open with your throat chakra. And that's a major thing. I mean, uh, can be fixed. And th- for me, it's easy to block it. But there's another side of this to someone who's, if their throat chakra is even further damaged, if you will, then they'll have a physical th- thyroid problem. You know, manifest. A disease will actually manifest through the thyroid or parathyroid, and that's also another problem altogether. But to me, when I'm working with someone that shows, I generally just block that one. I'm not exactly sure. I just, when I do steam healing, I just put light and focus it through my third eye and use my whole energy on the throat, and it tends to clear that up. And wow. uh, But if, if it's an actual side where if I've got to do the same problem, um, the court, the doctors will throw medicine at it, I guess, if you will. Um, and there are times when it's indicated, but for the most part, people are being now are to the point where <clears throat> beginning to think more and more speaking of their uh, truth. Mm-hmm. As the truth is being out there, but there's so many deceptive out there that says the whole large part of the percentage humanity just simply doesn't want to believe anything. I just hate to say it, but 
They're just not because they're being told untruths, right? Right, right. They're, they're not being. They're not being. Not only can they speak or having trouble their own speaking, but they're having trouble hearing it from others as well. That's fascinating. So you know, it's it's interesting you say that because I saw a very uh, a poignant video of this young man that he made and. He had a, an orange, and it had a label on it that said orange, and it had the you know, number, of, and you bring it up at the cash register. And he said, this is an orange. And he said, it says that it's an orange, but for the last three years, we've been told it's a grape. And there's many of us who, even though we kept saying it's an orange, we said, no, 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 it's a grape, it's a grape. <laughs> and he said, but the writing's on it, and how much that dissonance does affect us. Um, you know, you hear something over and over again, and I don't know whether it's true. They said sometimes that that when you see something seven times, the brain will believe it, whether it's true or not. And so that's why a lot of the pharmaceutical commercials are replayed, the same thing over and over. And next thing, you know, uh, somebody's going into their doctor saying, well, yeah, I got that symptom, that symptom, and I need that drug. So I don't know whether that's true or not, but I, I found it to be, you know, quite fascinating. And um, but I, I'd also like to ask you then. So with the the throat, if you do an affirmation, like a, a positive affirmation, does that help? Sort of like a mantra to help unblock that. Yes, I think it does. I mean, okay. I think you 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 actually need physical manipulation on the chakras, but the intentional driving of your own personal uh, energies towards this thing can be helpful. And do the other thing too, just the same thing of a person who consistently has complete anxiety about their conditions 100% of the time, that's also going to cause them problems, right? Right. Ultimately, both, both ways will have to be fixed energetically and that's the new white pay of of healing now. The color, chakras, and sound. And sound, as you know, is exactly just the same thing as color. They are the same. They they re- they represent the same absolutely thing. We call them color, or 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 we call them music scales. They're both colors. And so the next step, really, in healing is sound healing and color healing. By, uh, by, you have to, you know, I feel like you have to get deeper into the knowledge of your chakras and the other person to get, to get an intuitive grasp of what may be the, the proper sequencing of their uh, uh, chakras to channel the energy up to the head and to source and back down. Right. Right. And it's not necessarily one, two, three, four, five, six, seven or anything like that. It's changed. It could be two different parts of your body, lower chakras, higher, you know, that that's the trick right there. But when but if you don't but if you don't if you're unsure of it, then just go to the nearest large what you believe is the largest chakra, which is also a gland. The physical part of the chakra is a physical gland, and and to use that as the starting point for your healing work. 
Yeah. No, that I I truly believe that. And as you were speaking, I I kept thinking about I'm starting to see a lot of um, red lights being sold for healing of the skin and the tissues as well as orange. And I know that orange is, from what I've always been taught, is helps the prostate, um, the lower energy centers. I don't know if that's something that you see. But I'd also like to mention that um, your live stream healing, uh, which people can find you through Instagram, and I'd love for you to give your number out as well because I think for somebody who's looking to try to heal a health challenge that may have been perplexing them uh, or something, it really does help when you have somebody like yourself that's intuitive and can go in and see what sort of needs untangled. I don't <laughs> that's the other way I can describe it um, because it, it it's sometimes there are things that just baffle modern medicine and and when you look at it from an energetic basis it makes a huge difference because you're able to see things and i think in my opinion that's why life stream healing came through to you and you were shown this path um but yeah i'd love for you to just maybe share with the audience a little bit about what a a session looks like or how you know how to get in touch with you and, and you know, how long a session is and, and basically what what they could expect. Okay. Um, well, you know, on the outset, usually an hour is, is a standard time that I would need to dwell into person's chakras and, and things. You know, there are different colors sporting with the chakras, and some of them are very subtle. And what can be to be one appear to be a color is not exactly um, not. <laughs> so we really okay. only know two major true colors of of the three chakras right now, out of out of the five energies in human being. And one would be the the indigo indigo or blue of the of the love energy that would be second ray. And the other would be fourth would be the energy of the planet or material itself through actually through healing and green. So one would be okay. indigo and the other would be green. And uh, frankly, you bring those two together, and you'll you'll end up produce orange of, of a different hue. But there are hues. All these colors are powerful. You, you, uh, orange is very powerful for different time of actually during the process of, of healing and actually at the very end of life, there's a peculiar type of uh, orange that should be used around a person's, I guess you had to say the word deathbed, to use this word as a, it's a, a method of for them to escape from their body. Wow. Using the a peculiar type of color of orange. And that'll only come at the end of life generally and, and requires extreme conscience because even if the person is lying on the on the bed and they seem to be out of it or not, they're actually aware. But there's so so much um, energy is taken away from the physical body that they really can't respond. But they are aware of what's going on around them. That's why wow. being quiet and, you know, et cetera. But with people... <clears throat> 
um, as we as we begin to do a session for somebody, I'll I'll I'll, I'll medically in tune to them in different parts of their body, and they can tell me what they want or what I can see, and then we can begin doing a a, a, a type of alignment process that will bring about the higher energies in in head energies from me and from them together to heal together using That's soul amazing. energy. That's yeah, and then amazing. you do that. You, you run down from, from your head start through the heart in the head and then in the heart of your, in your body. And when you, um, when you can line that energy between the head and the heart, then you can take that energy and project it anywhere you want using your third eye or Ajta center. And that's that's what we spoke about last week was the, the connection with the pineal gland and the intuition and the light that comes in through exactly. that third eye chakra. And and that's right. really where our intuition is um, that we can strengthen. Um, is there other things that it's known for as well? For the like, as far as like spiritual wisdom, do you feel that that's sort of where information comes in, or do you feel it comes in more through the the crown chakra that's at the top of the head? Uh, that's a good question. I, kind of both, but frankly, I think the at the end of the day, the source energy coming through the head chakra. Finds its way into the system, the the the, the human system of chakras. Now there mm-hmm. are some parts where that energy doesn't uh, flow from us, like from through the spleen. That's strictly prana energy from the from from the manifested plane. It has nothing to do with our source energy through our head. This is the actual energy of life in the universe itself. We use this, the spleen to entice with that energy. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> I just am, I'm so fascinated to hear you talk because when you, you were speaking, I, and it just, it kind of... Um, I don't know what popped into my head, but I was thinking about all of the other energy centers that we have in the body that nobody speaks about. And I thought, you know, really, when it comes in like that, you could really light up like a Christmas tree, right? <laughs> Am I correct yeah. in my assumption? No, they are. If, if, They're more, more, more. And when you have two people working together is equals more than one plus one, right? It's, right. That's this whole, this whole dynamic of group dynamics. Up up until this part in, in humanity, there's uh, in, uh, independent people trying to work together, right? But it's not a right. A true, it's not a true goal, goal group then. Now it is though, and so as these people and and you've needed yourself around the world itself, as in, in meditation grows and grows and grows, the power is growing exponentially here on the planet. And so if you take mm-hmm. two people try to use together to help someone, 
the power they is between more than one one plus one, right? And the more the better, really, up to a point. And so that's what the power is coming to the humanity as a whole. That's the kind of power that's coming into the world right now. It's already here per se, but it's not all the way fully anchored. It's fully not recognized yet. But more and more and more that's happened and when that happens, there's gonna be changes in the planet taken across the planet. Not not on just humanity, but on plants, on on minerals, everything of world is gonna be changed. And that's gonna be wow. fundamental because uh, humanity and group consciousness of the planet itself is also a soul and it has that soul energy now being coming through us. And so every part of, of the world is really like minerals when they were, you know, they're more group conscious now than they ever have. That's what we had. That's why um, um, radioactivity was really rediscovered in part of, of time and, and people now. And so this is like a group consciousness. A plant, a mm. mineral that's at the highest level has reached group, group consciousness. And then it begins to radiate in such as uranium, uranium and other things. The rest is, they, there are many mineral, uh, minerals that you don't notice it, but certain light shines on it and then it fluoresces, right? That's mm-hmm. a radiation. That's a, a higher level of of evolution of that particular mineral, per se, and and the human and and the m- mineral world in soil, all of the soil. So, um, you know, everything together right now is coming together now to bring a major, major birthing upon this planet. Can, and it won't can be I ask you because? Yeah, well, I know as you're you're speaking because I've I've wondered this for a while. You know, I had studied with Dr. Eric Pearl many years ago, who was uh, reconnective healing, and he spoke about um, strands of our DNA that he would be activated. And it, is that part of what you see? Um, are are there dormant strands, or is there part of our brain that's actually um, activating right now that's been sort of dormant um, that's kind of kept us from truly living who we were meant to be? I do agree. I don't see, quote, a, a, drand, a strand of DNA. However, what I do think is that as you meditate, that causes a physiological change in your actual phys- physical brain cells. Okay. And so that is essentially you are activating parts of your brain or energy reception that has been there but have been dormant, not used. And as you pray more and more through meditation, singly and in groups, then you're reactivating. If you want to call it DNA, fine. I don't necessarily call that, but a lot of people call that out. But it doesn't matter. Part of your life is being you're being re, you're no longer norm, dormant like you once were. And that changes everything, right? Good and bad. You can take an evil human being, if you so to speak, and you can activate the dormant parts of themselves with meditation and other things. And you can actually 
bring a, a maybe a hard or a evil part of their of their personality for a short time, right? In other mm-hmm. words, you're going to grow as many weeds as you are flowers. But eventually, it's going to harmonize. And if not this life, then the next one. And then mm-hmm. and people are going to be more and more in tune with each other to the point where that we speak even now in the modes that we use for speaking. I'd say 500 to 700 years from now, the need for speaking will be less and less and less. And, we'll, and our patient will go through, through mental telepathy. That may not be a bad <laughs> Nothing because well, no, it's already do, here. It, it would yeah, it would basically eliminate the need for anything. I, I there was a, a movie years ago, um, and I can't remember the actor. But it was the invention of lying, and the idea was that there was really only truth, and that uh, you know to the point where I, I believe, um, oh shoot, Jennifer Gardner was the the lead actress. She said to the you know, basically, like you have a pug nose, and you wouldn't you wouldn't be good um, genetic material for offspring. <laughs> I think it's how she worded it. Um, but you know, and then he figured out. Oh, I apologize, I can't remember his name, but uh, figured out a way to sort of uh, bend the truth a little bit. And then once he did that, it was like he came out with these tablets, sort of like the Ten Commandments or. Of what he was he was doing, but it it shifted, and I don't know. It, it just sort of a, a silly movie, but I think you know when if we were in a space where it was more intuitive based, there would be no need to put up walls or illusions about ourselves. That we could just really step into a place of pure harmony and and magic. And uh, I think we had Frankie Love on. A few episodes ago, and and she talked about the 432 frequency and the music that we listen to, and that when we step into that resonant frequency, it literally harmonizes us because the body is sort of like a musical instrument. And I think when you speak about the energy centers, the chakras, I mean, that's how they all have sort of a a tune and a vibration to them. And that when we are perfectly tuned, that's how. We elevate. That's how we bring things in. But there's also that, you know, if we're in tune and it's sort of like a tuning fork, those tuning forks around will start to um, elevate those around us, whether we are doing it consciously or not. And so I, I think that's what's so important about this time. And even working with somebody like you to be able to help clear those centers so that we can hold space or I, I that's always my my terminology to allow um to elicit change for a better future for us all but uh, yeah i'd love to hear what you what your your thoughts are about about that topic and um resonance and and harmonizing the body sort of like a musical instrument yeah i mean there's there's a there's a the universe itself has its cord, its own cord. You know, complicated beyond, and 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 plays out through eons upon eons upon eons. But eventually, the universe itself will become complete, one hundred percent harmonized. 
Wow. And then that, then in the universe, that as we know it, will wink out. It will have reached its its perfection, and the next thing that will happen. But for humans, are exactly the same thing. And we basically humans right now go through seven major uh, evolutions, if you will. We're at the fifth one, and so we're we're farming, and so each each group of or each time frame a certain code cord is struck and human learns that code and begins to harmonize it this here too is the same and the closer you get close to that harmoning cord cord the more perfect you become in this time frame the more and more and more um, when people are talking about the different rate of frequency that just becomes as you become more tuned to that larger whole, the the entity that is the planet become and, and harmonize with that. That we become more and more at one with everyone, and so that's what was wow. happening with. Um, yeah, when I you speak think, about that, you should see the shimmer. You should <laughs> run video because you can see the the shimmers on my arm. My I think every hair on my hands. <laughs> on my arms and my legs is like standing at attention, Scott, when you're speaking about that. I it just it it's phenomenal. It really yeah. is. It's really phenomenal. And and is that sort of that um that frequency that is it sort of what they consider like living in, in love? Is it bliss? Is it as you said, heaven on earth, I guess. Yeah, the Schumann resonance. You know the, okay. the level that is uh, can be measured, as well as there's a frequency of various sun sun plots, spots rather, because the, the Earth, I mean the Sun, is our everything to part to this solar system, right? Mm-hmm. And so when there's any kind of trouble on the Earth, we feel it here from Earth, larger or smaller. Sometimes quite, you know, great. I mean, to the point where it actually can take out parts of the electrical grid. Well, if you're working at somebody really strong, and and I think you were with me when we were that time in Ohio, and we were working, and we were all 15 or 20, and we were all together, and I was working when we were all together. When we became, just for a moment, when we became in sync, the lights began flashing in, huh, at that building that mm-hmm. we were in. I do remember <laughs> that because we were affecting the electrical grid, and and after that happened, that person that we were working on was cured. Now I'm not 100 percent why that was 25 years ago or whenever it was, but I know that that's what happened, and I knew it. I saw it. I knew they were gone, and I didn't know the person, and then. They told me later that they sent me two two pictures of of a of a X-ray. One was a, a tumor of a breast, and then after we worked on them, and they came back to their town and had a, a doctor's appointment, a chance to get their this tumor removed. It was gone. It was completely gone, and I saw both. Out, out x-rays so why that happens i don't know but it, it's a miracle you could call it that but it's not it's science it's what it is it's science 
Right, and I think that's exactly what you're speaking about. It's that interconnectedness. It's when we interact coming from a heart-centeredness and that we sort of immerse, we drop into the heart, we immerse ourselves in that love, seeing us as one. I mean, I think we were all focused um, with open heart uh, to, to be open to whatever was meant to unfold. Um, for this individual, and that when we do that, we love each other. I think we just move deeper into a state where we truly are woven together and our souls resonate um, harmoniously. And that's what you're speaking about. It's like we're getting to that state where the universe, we're connecting um, back to who we really truly are, which... (laughs) You know, I, I just, it would be, it's just a, an amazing time to be here on this planet. Even though there's lots of challenges, we we all signed up for for this time. And we all said, okay, you know what, we're here. We're all, we're going to see this through. And as you said, it, it's, a, it's a shift into a, a higher ray that, is going to only bring amazing things. And I think you said it's, a, what, a 2,000-year cycle? Is that correct? Yeah. So I won't be here yeah. to see. <laughs> the end well, you may next time around, um, <clears throat> but the world is going to change drastically. New ideas, ways of thinking, the, fear, the speed of mentality of so much great. The actual plants, rocks, land, the planet itself will actually change its will be birthed. And I think this is a fantastic it's a troubling time for Earth, that's for sure. But I think it's fantastic. This is I couldn't be in a better place in my mind being part of this right now because it's so important. Mm-hmm. And so we've all chosen this part, as you have said, to be part of this and I think it's just fantastic. And so yeah. I'm happy about it. But it's, yeah, the one one woman said it's sort of like we're pioneers. I like that word. We're sort of pioneers. We get, we're not in a in a, a stagecoach going across to to see what land lies ahead or on a ship, but we are certainly um, pioneering something uh, that's yet to be discovered. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So, would you um, share your contact information with the audience of if anybody wants to get in touch with you and especially because not just the solstice, but because we're beginning a new year. It's just a, a wonderful, opportune time. I don't, I'm don't. i sure your schedule's pretty busy, but <laughs> I, I know you would make time for, for the people that reach out to you. So, um, yeah, well, they yeah can, if they you can, can share that. At, at um, uh, Instagram, Livestream Healing, Scott Robinson. Um, my email, five livestreamhealing at gmail.com my phone number is 770-596-9656 and on, uh, and on Facebook as well you can touch me on any of those media or call me directly and we can set up time from anybody who would like to talk to me yeah would you repeat the phone number just in case somebody didn't catch all the numbers yeah, it's seven seven zero five nine six nine six five six. That's wonderful. 
I know it, it it makes it makes such a a big difference and and I I know I asked you this question before but I you know I really am excited I always welcome the winter solstice <laughs> this is yeah. terrible I wish my life away because I I love it when the days start to get longer and I know that it's it's a big opening and if you are there any suggestions you would have that you're seeing energetically that would be really helpful for for our audience and for me <laughs> as well i would i'd love to know uh what your thoughts are how to really utilize the energies of this time gosh i don't know that's a, that's a big question too as you said i just go into meditation different places and, and it's just my intuition just kind of guides me here and there if i'm asking what i'm doing i'm just honestly Trying to be, I know it sounds silly or even, you know, pretty simple, but you just try to be the best person you can absolutely can be. And you're not going to be, mm-hmm. you're going to fail at that, you know, constantly. But you're going to, you're going to make headbeds too, and you're going to clear out and you're going to make the purity of your energetic body more correct and, and more pure. And when you do that, mm-hmm. you're just cre- uh, create a higher and higher vibe amongst yourself and everybody around you. And, oh, yeah, I'm excited about this. It takes time. Mm-hmm. More and more people are. But, but I again, I'm kind of precious with it because I, I believe everybody gets this. And then I talk to people all the time and they don't have the slightest idea of, yeah. you know. And that's just where they're at. That's fine. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think I, I always, I grew up in Western Canada and was always connected to the first people. And and I I really love, there's a, a Hopi saying that all dreams spin from the same web. And Chief Seattle, who I think they had on some of the, the television commercials, would say, you know, man did not weave the web of life. He's merely a strand in it. And and I really think that when we see ourselves interconnected like that and we interact with others, not just from as separate beings and see ourselves that, you know, we are, we truly are one, you know, whether whatever you're saying, God, universe, wholeness, whatever it is, that we truly are one. And that when we immerse ourselves in love and share that and shine that inner light from our heart, it makes uh, a difference to not only ourselves, but to the world at large. And you know, that's what I, I, I think that's what my solstice meditation <laughs> is going to focus on. Good. Really. You can't go wrong with that, right? Anything really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it it is. I I just try try to figure it out. And, you know, we're coming to the end of our hour, so I really I want to give you the opportunity to to leave our audience with something else that you feel might be of importance. Um, You know, just anything, any words of wisdom that you'd like to share. Uh, well, let's see. Um, we talked about the meditation. Um, I just, I, I just, again, I think everything is 
people are coming more and more together with groups. And the more that we can become group conscious, the higher that we shall evolve more quickly. And so that's what I'm just saying is going in that direction. And as long as you're going that way, you're on the right path. If not, then you're maybe maybe taking a different pathway. But you'll get there. We all get there. But we have to just continue going on and on about that and realizing that there's a lot of... There's just an uh, uh, ugliness in the world that there still is that we're going to get, that we're working on, all of us. And the more and more we work at it, the better that it will be. That's so true. That's so true, you know. And and I think that each one of us, um, you know, as you, you're here we are in, in the holiday season, you know, really make a, a point to be conscious of those around you. I know it's we're in it's a lot of us are in a hurry, but if you can sort of unplug yourself and maybe have a little bit of self awareness and observe your thoughts and really c- connect into that heart and do see that um we are truly one and that love is one of the greatest, most powerful things in the universe. So thank you so much, Scott, for joining me here on Connect to Love on PRNFM. And I want to thank Jesse at the station. He does such a wonderful job and is so appreciated for all the magic he creates in making this possible. And thank you to each one of our listeners. May you stay happy, healthy, safe, and uh, abundantly blessed. And looking forward to our next encounter. Thank you so much. Good night.